notice. But it's like it's like a victory tour because nobody like I've never been this popular. Now I'm leaving. I was like, oh, you can't leave. I'm like, well, you should have fucking given me a raise last year then. Well, are, you gonna pull L- are you going to pull hey, an LBJ and just slap on the table before you leave? Speeding of, speaking of not being popular, we're on the air. Welcome to another edition of Top of the Table. <laughs> uh, I may have to change my hashtag already. Hey, I, am Brian. I am Brian Bentley, joined, as always, by Chris Ballard and Mark Villa. And this week, our guest coming out to us from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, is Jason Longshore. How are you doing, Jason? Hey, I'm doing good. How's everybody doing? Can we call good, you Jason, a friend? How are you? Can we call you a friend of the show? Is that okay? Yes, definitely. Hey, Jason. Well, you know, I don't even know what the questions are, so we'll get to the, my question at the end. Yes, but, that's yes. the way the show works. Um, Hashtag Jason. slap it on the table. <laughs> or slap of the table, maybe. I don't know. Slap. Yeah, there you we'll go. See, I don't want to confuse the swap of the table, people. Is this a hair com- or comment again? Is it this a slap? No, no, don't, don't uh. explain it, Mark. <laughs> Don't explain it's, it. it's an LBJ it's, reference. Don't worry. Don't explain. Is that cat dead? No. See, she's moving. Oh, now she's leaving. Oh. All right, <laughs> bye. But <laughs> you've got her feelings. So she's for, gonna go tweet at you because you blocked her, you a-hole. So for those people that haven't already turned this off, uh, <laughs> the way the show works is I will ask ten questions, all MLS-related, um, some sensible, some just outright stupid. Uh, some may be true, false. Some may be fill in the blank. Some may be your opinion. They will be lightning round in format. And at the end of said questions, I will provide a hashtag for those people that are watching or listening. I still don't believe the three of you that tell me you do. Uh, they can participate as long as well. So, think you got it, Jason? I think so. I think I'll be all right. All right, then I will. We'll we'll throw out an easy one first. Set pieces or run of play, Jason. Uh, set pieces will will kill you, and I'm seeing that here in Atlanta with the Silverbacks. They've given up uh, seven goals, four from set pieces, and it's just it's been killing them. Chris, I've got to agree with Jason. Set pieces. Mark, when I set say pieces, pieces, it's all yes, it's all soccer. It's set guys. pieces, baby. Let me put my in swinger on your forehead. Oh god. Oh no. Why do I continue to do this? <laughs> We're going to need a better delivery than that, Mark. Yep. Hey, you want to tell them what happened before we went on air, Mark? I pooped? No. <laughs> uh, true or false, as Brad Davis goes, so goes Houston. Chris. True. Mark. Yeah, I don't care about the Dynamo. <laughs> Jason. I'm going to go false. I think uh, Ricardo Clark's actually become more important to Houston than Davis is. Uh, my answer for number one set, set piece is number two, true. Will Bruin got on the board today when Brad Davis returned. Of course, this is all uh, taken with a grain of salt, and our opinions and answers matter to nobody. Not even ourselves. Question number three. Caleb Porter, Frank Yallop, and Frank Kloppis walk into a bar. Which one survives the World Cup break? Mark? Ooh. I think Yallop's going to survive. I think they're all going to survive the cup break. They won't survive the season. Jason? Uh, I think I think it's Porter. I think Porter will be the last one standing. Ballard? Yeah, I'm the same. They all survived the World Cup, but Porter's the one with the most secure job. Uh, I say they all survived the World Cup. They do not all survive the season. 
So who doesn't? Come on, get off the fence. As there'll be a uh, a Bret Hart run in. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Kloppus and Yallop will go. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. This is not the ridiculous question, but Dominic Uduro has a pizza-inspired haircut. Give me another MLS player and his object-inspired haircut. I'm a, so gonna I'm gonna leave it to Mark last, and I'm gonna regret that I'm doing that now. Jason. Oh wow, I wasn't expecting this one. Um, it's the way the show works. What a uh, a squirrel on the side of Kyle Beckerman's head. <laughs> you know, there's one nesting in there. Come on. <laughs> Chris Ballard. I'm gonna choose a manager. Peter Vermees is gonna have a haircut of some car keys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! I'm send really your, just send your cards and letters now to at sc underscore beaner lights. Mark, I, I was just trying to think of a way to link Zach Thornton back to the Silverbacks, but I can't. So let's go with that one. Go. Oh man, I thought you were going to say something about Breck Shane Roosters, but okay. No. No. Bradley Wright Phillips will score blank goals this season. Who? Bradley Wright Phillips. Oh. New York. Yeah, he has. That, that was the correct answer. Yes, he has five goals in eight games. Chris Ballard. He's going to score 25 goals because I have him in my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, this is from the guy that tweets on Wednesday. <laughs> Who started BWP and has and uh, has a smart a smart look on his face right now. Yeah, this guy. Jason. Uh eight. He'll get a few more, but there's no way he's going to keep this up. I could score 10 in that team, though, with Henri putting him on the plate for me. All right, maybe not 10, maybe like 1. Well, maybe not 1. Mark? I think he's going to go 10 and flatten out, and that's going to, that's going to take him the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm going to give him double digits. I'm going to say he peaks at 12. I did that, too. Yep. <laughs> We're not talking centimeters, Chris. And you know what? Peak at twelve. Peak at twelve goes down as an option. <laughs> <laughs> DC and New England have eleven points. Toronto has nine. LA has eight. Who makes the playoffs? Jason. Uh, Toronto makes the playoffs. I think DC makes the playoffs, but I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. Chris Ballard. They all make the playoffs. Jason. I mean, uh, Mark Villa. L.A. We've had three bye weeks so far. I think they all make the playoffs. The Atlanta Silverbacks will blank in 2017. Chris Ballard. Make everyone older actually show up. Mark Villa. Wait, what was Chris's answer? Make Eric Winalda show up. Oh... Offer him the head coach after they folded. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, become the uh, MLS Atlanta's USL pro team. That's what I was going to say. That's uh, because I wanted to leave time for Mr. Longshore to give his input. Yeah, that's that's where I think it should go, and hopefully it will. Um, the only sticky part of that is the Silverbacks left USL a few years ago, so I don't know how the the bridges are to go back. Um, hopefully they can get that worked out because that's what makes the most sense in the situation. They'd be far enough away from downtown. They wouldn't be drawing away from the MLS team. The Braves have their AAA affiliate close to where the Silverback Stadium is. It can work. 
But don't you think the almighty dollar speaks if Arthur Blank comes in and says, we want you guys to be our minor league team, that USL Pro will... Uh, yeah, definitely. No, if that's if, if Arthur Blank buys into the Silverbacks to make that happen, USL does whatever he wants. And makes Etihad Airways their official airline. <laughs> I don't think they fly into Atlanta yet, so... I don't know. We'll probably have to go with Delta since that's that's Atlanta's big thing. Uh, question question number eight, and I, I had two options here, but they're both targeted at Longshore, so the other two really won't know what to do. Uh oh. Your thoughts on Eric Young as TNA champion, Mark Villa? <laughs> Eric Young, <laughs> like Eric Young, who hit the first home run in Rockies history. Eric Young. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Eric Young, he's the host of a um, Discovery Channel or Wildlife National yeah, Geographic Channel. It's one I can't remember. It might be Travel Channel. I think it's it's a it's a wrestling question, and I did it because I knew that uh, Longshore was a big wrestling fan. I'm sure okay. somebody somebody listening, one of the two other guys, will know who that is. Yeah, I've just actually started watching TNA again a little bit, and uh, I was pretty surprised they put the title on a guy who hosted travel show who's always been a comedy guy. Didn't really make think, sense. But don't you think that's why they would do it? If it's a guy that's big on another channel, maybe they could draw ratings? Well, I'm that... Just, I'm so ashamed that I know this because I had to go find a wrestling WrestleZone website to even know what I was talking about. <laughs> that, and I think they looked at Daniel Bryan and said, hey, they both have beards, so let's put the title on him. All right. Uh, the World Cup break will hurt blank and help blank. Chris Ballard. Uh, it'll help Toronto, obviously, and it will help everybody who's not Toronto. <laughs> or D, all of the above. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, I'd agree with Toronto, definitely. Um, I'll be interested to see, and I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that it'll help TV ratings. I think it'll uh, draw a lot more interest just in the sport in general, and hopefully with quite a few MLS guys uh, on the U.S. team, that will get some interest. Mark? I think it's going to hurt everybody. I think it's going to slow momentum for the season. It'll be hard to get back into it, but I think the TV will pick up after the World Cup, so I think everybody wins in that respect. Do we know if ESPN are doing any World Cup leadings to MLS games? I don't believe so. That might be a good idea. I'll, I'll drive up to Bristol and tell them. I was gonna say it will it will hurt the short term, but help in the long term. Take your cash. We'll get the point across. Right. No. You can't drive. Question number ten: Chicharito will be Miami's DP. True, false, or chicha, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. False. And I'll give you a hint: what this week's hashtag is. <laughs> it's not true or false. <laughs> Um, it's, that's definitely false because he's going to be Atlanta's DP. That's the the number one obvious signing for Atlanta with the success that the Mexican national teams had here, drawing 50-60. Last game was a sellout of 68,000. That's that's who I start working on right now to sign. That's my first signing. Not Rafa Marquez? <laughs> no, look, please. Look easy with Blanco and Marquez. <laughs> oh, give, me, uh, give me Chicharito and Memo Ochoa and I'll be set. Do you not think he'll still be playing in Europe by then? I mean, it's only three years away. I, think I don't he'll know. Be in, in the summer. 
I, I guess it, it would really depend right now on where he goes next. If he if he doesn't go anywhere and catch on and get a starting job, I think he might want to come back at that point. Right. But I would be starting on it right now. I would have the I would have Arthur in the private jet to go talk to him. Since he has fallen out of well, he had fallen out of favor with David Moyes, and now with the rumor of Van Gaal taking over, is there a chance that he can win back a spot in the rotation next year? Or does he look to make a transfer? Now, there was a rumored, uh, I want to say it was Aaron Lennon, uh, Aaron Lennon for Chicharito swap that would that would have sent Chicharito to Spurs. Why do Manchester United need Aaron Lennon? They've already got yeah. a headless chicken on the right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think either one of Hernandez or Welbeck stays at Manchester United. They don't both stay, so whichever one stays, the other one's off. And I think it'll be Chicharito. Do you think he stays? No, who leaves? And does See, he I, does he stay in England or does he move somewhere else? He'll move to Spain. He'll move to a team like Villarreal or Amor, you know, one of the the second tier Spanish teams. So that's basically not no not the top two or Atletico Madrid. So you're gonna say false? Or you're gonna say Chicha, please? I'm never gonna say that, but yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Mark. And I, it's, I think it's C, Mark. It's C H I C H A Chicha, please. Okay. Yeah, Donald Sterling on us. <laughs> he will. He will. Oh, God. Uh, I, I think Welbeck is going to pull a Buttle, a.k.a. Johnson, and have a stellar World Cup to the point where he gets some play because he has been reputed to be unhappy United right now. So I think Welbeck is going to uh, be the one to leave after the World Cup. And Chicha is going to stay. I think he's got a place at United for a few years still. I really do. Uh, so, yeah, Chicha, please. So you don't think David Beckham coming in with LeBron James and the draw of um, South Florida and being the man and the Man United connection? I think the – I don't know if the Mexico connection plays as heavy in Miami as it would definitely in Atlanta. I mean, just from the experience that I've had here. Uh, I think Beckham will go probably for a higher-profile player. He's going to want to make a huge splash. I think he's going to have to. I still think he's going to try and get Ronaldo out there. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. I mean, I don't think Miami starts until 2018 anyways, at which point Ronaldo's going to be, what, 34, 35, which is prime South Beach weather, really. No, South Beach age. So he'll retire to Florida. Yeah. Lots of Waffle House wages just debating. Why not? <laughs> So, uh, for those that are unaware, Jason Longshore is also a DJ. Give us uh, give what what track would you start this party off with, there, Longshore? Oh, jeez. Um, well, the crowd that I usually play to is pretty wide range. Um, the favorite that always gets people that they know the song but they can't remember who it is is uh, the Tubes. She's a beauty. Nice. One of those nice. 80s tracks that everybody knows at the instant it comes on and everybody says, "Who is this?" That always starts the party. You mean a snapper? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell us more about uh, soccer. You don't want to hear. You don't want to hear our our DJ. Oh yeah, I, I want to hear. I, I need some tips. Well, Tiffany, was, yeah. I was gonna say Tiffany. I think we're alone now. That always works too. Yes. Yeah. Which is a long running gag on this show because that's what he tells everybody he locks in his basement. <laughs> Tiffany. 
Oh, if I had Tiffany in there, I wouldn't be only here with you, Mooks, believe me. Right. <laughs> You'd be at the mall, but you're not allowed at the mall or within yeah. 500 yards of the mall. It's always bloody kids at the mall. That's what ruins it for me. That's why you're not allowed. Yeah. Uh, Jason, tell us about your Soccer in the Streets program and let everybody know a little bit more about you, please. Yeah, um, I'm the Chief Development Officer at Soccer in the Streets. We're a nonprofit celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. Um, we use soccer as a way to empower kids uh, through character development, mentoring, and employability programs. Um, we work with uh, just over 1,500 kids in the metro area right now. And one of the, the coolest things that we've done so far this year was to launch a middle school boys league with Atlanta Public Schools. Um, we were able to get 12 middle schools and just about 300 kids playing soccer for the first time. And 10 out of the 12 schools had the kids had no access to soccer. So it was cool to be able to take that to them, get them playing, and start planting some seeds. And talk about some of the ways that you raise funds, like your black tie, your black tie game, Tucks and Tails game, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, every October, the first Sunday in October, we have our black tie soccer game. Um, you can check out some stuff from last year at blacktiesoccergame.com. People sign up to play and raise money for the organization and play in some form of black tie attire. We didn't want to do the the boring gala dinner, so we have people playing in tuxedos or you know ball gowns or men in ball gowns, and they ended up last year raising uh, just under fifty five thousand dollars for the organization. Wow! Yeah, it's become a big yeah, event. It's going to be our sixth one this year. And if people want wow. to get involved with your organization, give us a Twitter and or a website, and we'll make sure we put it out there for the three guys that watch. <laughs> well, all three of you go to soccerstreets.org and follow us on Twitter at soccerstreets, and we're on Facebook to uh, facebook.com/soccerinthestreets. All right, Jason, Jason. K, congratulations! That's amazing. Thanks, thanks. I mean, it's you know, it, it keeps me involved in soccer, and it's a way to give back. So it's really cool to be able to pass that on to the next generation, and you know, hire kids that I've coached as coaches. Yeah, that's right. the coolest part of my job is being able to hire the guys that I've seen grow up. Is Beaver still with you? Uh, no, actually, no, he's not. Um, he uh, moved to Chicago. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, he um he had moved here from Texas originally and joined our team, and he was like the new kid on the block, and everybody started calling him Justin Bieber because he had shaggy hair and looked kind of like Bieber, and uh, he was he was a great kid, and he's doing well in Chicago actually. We keep in touch, so he's doing good. 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 Well, Jason Longshore is one of the nicest people. No, go ahead and ask, Mark. I was going to wrap it up. No, let's ask. We got him. No, I, because I, I am completely out of out of loop on the whole ATL situation. So there's yes. no chance. There's no chance that Blank buys the Silverbacks and just grows the fan base that way. No, I don't see that at all. Um, I know they've they've started, and I've got the uh, shirt back here behind me with the the red and kind of gold branding. I was going to thank you for sitting in your closet and doing the show tonight. Hey, I try. I tried to set it up. <laughs> Look good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't see that happening. I definitely could see him buying the team and making them the affiliate, though. That would make a, a just so much sense. Right. I don't, I don't know what's been said along those lines. I know, you know they're moving forward on hiring a president right now, and I think the last word was they were expecting to have that in place in the next month. And it won't be Winalda, correct? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I don't see that happening. 
Okay. Now, what has his role, if any, been with the Silverbacks of late? I mean, is he just a name for the sake of a name? No, actually not. Um, I mean, just to show you, this past week, he was in Madrid, what, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday evening, Europe time. He was back here in Atlanta for training Thursday late afternoon, and he was on the sideline in Tampa yesterday, last night. Okay. And he's going back to Europe for the game this week. It's been hectic these past couple weeks with him doing play-by-play with Gus and being in Europe. Um, generally, he's here Wednesday through Saturday game and then heads back to California Sunday. Okay. All right. Give him credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. He's still a douche, but hey. And, <laughs> I refuse uh, to give him credit for anything. Sorry. Well, I, I clarified it by saying for that. Right, right. What is, what are, the the what thing is that's been interesting about him here with uh, some of the players he's brought in, and that, that's what I'd like to see, is some of the guys like Pablo Cruz, who had an assist last night. Um, he brought Blair, Ga- Blair Gavin in this year, um, coming off injuries in MLS. Uh, he had two assists last night. And some other you know unknown guys that have been through the, the Cal SC system or just unknown from California that he was able to bring here and get a start. I think what the Silverbacks are doing really well right now is finding those diamonds in the rough and getting them ready for the next level. I mean, you look at the last two are Mark Bloom in Toronto was a Silverbacks guy that they he's was put on loan to Toronto and Chris Clute in Colorado. They're both doing well as well. Yeah, yeah they, Bloom they've, was just here last week against Dallas. Yep, Atlanta's found the Silverbacks have found a nice niche in in doing that, and I think that's something that Winalda has has really done well with, and the whole staff as well. Now, do you think is there going to be a carryover from Silverbacks to the new MLS team when it comes about? Is there going to be resentment towards that MLS club, or do you think it's going to be a smooth transition? And is there enough of a fan base to carry both teams? Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there's going to be a lot of resentment. Um. There's a few. I mean, I think you'd get that anywhere. You definitely have some people vocal saying, no, we want we want our team, we want Silverbacks. And people who believe, then you get into the whole MLS or NASL model and what people like and what people don't like. Um, I think the thing that most people don't know outside of Atlanta is how respected and how beloved Arthur Blank is in this city. I mean, you look at what he's done with the Falcons, who were an absolute joke of a franchise who had never had back-to-back winning seasons before he bought the team, and now they're you know a perennial power in the league and drawing well. You know, it's funny to me when people you know quote these articles about Atlanta being a bad sports town. They always leave out that the Falcons are selling out almost every game. Last year they sold every ticket in July. There were no tickets to be had. Um, that gets left out, and if anybody's gonna be able to to bridge that gap and make things happen, it's gonna be Arthur Blank. I mean, the, the best thing from the press conference, if you guys didn't see it, was the mayor, Kasim Reed. He called Arthur Blank Batman. He said that, you know, whenever something comes up in Atlanta, whenever, you know, the city needs help, whenever the city, you know, has a problem, he calls Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank's the guy who makes things happen around here. Um, that's crucial. That's, you know, I don't know if anybody else could make it work in Atlanta nearly as well as Arthur can. Do you th- and there, you don't think there's any chance of him becoming a absentee owner like the Crafts? No. Um, the other thing with him is his both of his sons are avid soccer kids. They've oh. grown up playing. He's always out on the fields. I mean, I've seen him out at the fields watching his kids play, just hanging out, watching the game. Um, 
what I could see long term would honestly be his sons stepping into a management role at some point. Didn't he pledge no football lines on the field? He did. He did. Good. He's he awesome. said and, and done all the right things so far. So I'm yeah. I'm ecstatic. And if you'd asked me five years ago, I would have been skeptical and said I don't know if it's gonna work. But now we've had I think Mexico's been here four times, including the Gold Cup, and has drawn over 50,000 each time. Um, AC Milan Club America drew over 50,000. The Silverbacks have drawn better the last three years than they've ever drawn. Um, things have definitely shifted in Atlanta. And it's the other good thing about it, too, is 2017, with a brand-new billion-dollar stadium, they're opening up when the Braves are moving to the suburbs. And I think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities to draw the in-town, young, um, tech-savvy audience that okay. has, you know, checked out the Braves and will go to a few games a year. Now, when they're looking for something to do on a weekend, they're going to go to the soccer game. Nice. And do you think they'll get more of that urban crowd rather than the uh, uh, once migrant now living in? Atlanta crowd? I mean, I think they'll get primarily. I think that'll be the base. I think that'll be the base that they'll pull from. Um, I think the suburbs and the the youth soccer families in the suburbs will be the casual fans that'll come a few times a year. I think your season ticket base and your hardcore base is going to be in town. Okay, awesome. That's wonderful. Ballard, you got anything? Uh, I was just going to ask how much you think it will make a difference having Orlando down the road. I know it's quite a long way away, but I, I don't think it'll do them any harm to have a ready-made rival already in place. And Miami, whenever they come along, because I think that's what the Southeast has been lacking. Right. Yeah, I think those will be good. Um, you know, Atlanta, if, if you go back to the sports history here, you look at the Braves especially. When they launched, they were the only Major League Baseball team, you know, for I think 900 miles or 1,000 miles, and they kind of became the Southeast team. So I think what you'll see is fan, soccer fans in Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina – will come to games here on the weekends, bring the family to Atlanta for a game. Yeah, they're not going to be season ticket holders because it's two, three, four hours away, but they're going to come support Atlanta. And then when you have the Florida teams come in, like you said, you have those built-in rivalries. That's good. Yeah, that's great. There, There's a lot of good things, and it's hard to know if, if you're not from Atlanta and you don't know kind of the just the lay of the land because it is very different. But... It's. I'm. I'm really happy, but I'm really, really hopeful for success here. I think it's going to do well. Any chance of getting cheetahs as a shirt as a shirt sponsor? <laughs> uh, I don't think Arthur's going to fly for that one. I'm thinking about changing my hashtag now. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Jason Longshore. You can follow him on Twitter at Longshoe, L-O-N-G-S-H-O-E. You can also check out at Soccer Streets, SoccerStreets.org. And then the uh, blacktiesoccergame.com. We uh, encourage you guys to get take a, take a couple minutes, check out what he's doing. He's a good, good man. Uh, we appreciate his time today. I have nothing to plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Bentley. I don't post a whole lot. You can follow the show at Top of the Table TV. Uh, you can get uh, back copies of any episodes, or you can rewatch them all at topofthetable.tv. Chris Ballard, what do you have to plug? I don't have anything in the plug. I just wanted to let people know that I'm very sad this weekend because my team got relegated from the football league yesterday. So um, they're are they now a now they're, the team? they're going to be in the conference premier next season, which is the wilderness. What is but, that kid uh, doing? 
Just now, she jumped on the wire for my headphones that she dumped down and almost broke my neck. Um, she, she's not happy at being in the same place for very long, apparently. <laughs> Why is that so funny? And 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 as the show started uh, off air, we were ce- we were celebrating Chris's new job. Yes, congratulations, Chris. Yeah, congrats, Thank you. Chris. Thank you. I don't start for another week, but the commute's going to be so much better. <laughs> all, all six minutes of it. Yes. Mark? Just slap it on the table when you leave. Uh, hey, I'm Mark Via, SCB, SC underscore Beaner Lights. Uh, yeah, check me out, have fun, send me a message. Let's Are you talk. still thinking about changing it? I am. Uh, you know, I, I like being Pandacock. What, SC Desk Slap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for coming on. Let's have fun. That's all I got. Thanks for joining us. We will see you again next week. And uh, you can follow us, hashtag Chichaplease, this week. Uh, as we come off the highly successful hashtag D's Nuts from two weeks ago, uh, we like to keep it classy. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. This has been Top of the Table. We appreciate you all. We will see you next week.